by a thread. And you are so right. I thank you and welcome in, dear friends, once again to another edition of Fusebox. This is show number 16, Spiders of Destiny. I am your host, Mark Rose, and thank you for pushing play on this particular... Did you have to call it Spiders of Destiny? I mean, really? Oh, 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 I, I know, they creep you out, but it's really not about your personal preferences here, if you know what I mean. It's about what's appropriate for the show, right? I mean... Oh, man, you know they crawl all around you at night, right? What are you talking about? Yeah, I read that we supposedly consume like a hundred of those critters in our sleep over the course of... What? Oh, come on. You don't actually believe that, right? Yeah, I I read it in some science journal or something. I don't know. (laughs) Science journal? Like what? Science R Us or popular pootman? Just saying. We're supposedly getting some additional protein as we sleep. Ugh. Gah. Well, I, I, I don't know about those spiders of destiny, but I do know about these spiders of destiny, and it's, uh, if you must know, is based on a composition by Frank Zappa from the album Leather. And uh, it does have some correlation here. As a matter of fact, all through here today. You know, I had the opportunity uh, over the last few days to catch up on some stuff on Amazon Prime, which I have... When you join, of course, you get access to this instant play stuff for free. And there's a lot of interesting things in there. And uh, in the documentary catalog, I came across three documentaries on Frank... Mr. Zappa, that I had never heard of, were produced in England uh, by Chrome Films. I think that's who it was. And some of them are very in-depth. They're a British company that produced these things, and um, many of the, the musical scholars on there are, are uh, writers in, uh, in England. And what I found fascinating about all this, like I say, this, this thing is pretty in-depth. It goes uh, two and a half hours on a couple of those productions, and it's it's deep. And they had a lot of ex-members um, also featured in the documentary, uh, Ian Underwood and Don Preston and uh, George Duke, among others. But here's the deal. <laughs> it, just, it just never fails to get me. If you've listened to Frank at all, ever, and I don't mean just one or two pieces, I mean, if you've listened to a, a lot of the guy's work, you'll recall that he tends to quote his own musical ideas and the musical ideas of other people within a song, sometimes within the same song. And by quoting, I mean, you know, an actual musical refrain from a piece of music that's then played again in another piece of music that has nothing to do with what you thought you just heard. But there it is anyway. Well, he, he was renowned for doing this, and jazz artists are renowned for doing this. The jazz pianist Horace Silver would do it all the time in the middle of one of his solos. He'd quote, you know, some other musical thing. So Frank here has a reputation for doing that, even though that was sort of mentioned in one of the documentaries, the overarching reason why Frank did that, that and other things like it, was never addressed in any of these documentaries. And that one thing I'm referring to was mentioned on his very first album and has been continued ever since. And that is the conceptual continuity. 
the idea that certain references made within this particular thing are going to be carried on throughout the musical history. And he knew about it when he was doing it and did it with, well, malice aforethought in many cases. It's just weird to me that in none of these documentaries with these amazing musical scholars did anybody fall upon the one idea that actually is the glue in everything the guy ever did. Very strange, but there you go. Just keep them away from me. What, Zappa? No, the damn spiders. Hate those spindly legs. Oh, well, yeah, but, well, personally, I got no beef with spiders. I, you know, we live out here in the Pacific Northwest. It's a good thing, because this is kind of spider kingdom. But uh, I'll tell you what gets me. I'll tell you what gets me. When I was not living here, and uh, years ago when I was living in that place called Florida... There it is, right there. There was a phenomenon that would happen there that uh, is not unlike other places in the South and, and to some degree even in the Northeast United States. This happens. But in Florida, it happens in a very unique way because the insect in question here is the size of a Winnebago. And I'm telling you, I'm talking about what would be commonly referred to as a cockroach But in Florida, they're referred to as palmetto bugs. And I'm talking, these these are, yeah, these are roaches, right, that fly. And they have a very interesting demeanor. These guys can be up to three and a half inches long sometimes and about an inch and a half wide. Big, really disturbing looking things. And uh, they're really intelligent. See, that's the thing. They're really intelligent. And I got to tell you, I had one of these occasions that, no joke, this actually happened. You know, like I say, in a lot of parts of the country, you know, at night, when the room is dark and you go walking into the dangerous kitchen, you flick the light on and things scatter, you know? Little things scurrying behind the cracks and underneath the floor and all that stuff. And just unbelievable. Well, in Florida, that happens too, but they're big. So when they skitter, they take pots and pans with them. You know, they may rearrange your dinette. So one evening, as I recall, I get up, it's in the you know, middle of the night and I need a glass of water. So I, I go padding downstairs to the kitchen there and I'm, I turn the light on. And sure enough, there's that skittering sound. I don't see anything yet. But down on the floor... What are you looking at, moron? Cut the light out and get the frack out of here. Do it. I'll fly at you. I mean it. I'll fly right into your stinking hair and shit. That's right. He was eating a piece of cat food. You know, that kibble? Had it in his little mandible thingies and just chomping away at it and then defied me. I swear. They do that. There are some that are just, they they know you don't like them, and they're not so fond of you either, and, you know, they might win that argument. All I'm saying is, they know your discomfort, and they use it. I remember you telling me about a walking stick or some such thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was, um... I think it was a, it was a relative of the of the walking stick, but it it was uh, only about half as long, but it was twice as thick, and it was brown and purple, 
had to put it in a box and take it outside. And and you had to do it kind of with like gloves and stuff, because you don't know. You could have some weird proboscis thing that drills through you with alien acid and kills you. Who knows? These insects out there are just bizarre. So, uh, yeah, they got the wildlife down there. And critters, too. Gifted with powers of which he knew nothing, little Jimmy didn't know how effective his wish would be. Hey, Jimmy, how about passing your old dad the carving knife? Sure, Dad. Thanks, buckaroo. Now I'll just serve up a little pot roast to everyone. Just make a little cut here. Oh, whoa, almost. Thank you, God. So, uh, I think new things are afoot in the technology department. Oh, yeah? What, we got another virtual reality machine on the horizon? Oh, no, 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 no. Not quite. No, no. So, I'm awakened early this morning. Do you see a pattern here? By the sounds of some very industrious behavior. At first, you know, I thought... Well, there was some construction going on down the street, which is, you know, not a new thing. They do that here a lot. Periodically open up the street, you know, to fix something. Usually right after they've recently paved it. You know, that I don't know why that, but there it is. So what was it? Not another plumbing disaster, man. Jeez. No, 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 no. Much more interesting. Might even say nefarious. So check it out. It was all captured on the cam downstairs in glorious H.264. What the f- What are they building in there? Yeah. Yeah, funny, huh? It's a Sputnik. Plain and simple. Don't know why? And more to the point, how they got the plans for such a thing, I don't know. Well, did you ask? I mean- or whatever. I mean, what the hell, man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, very intriguing. Intriguing my ass. These things could get you busted. I mean, I'm talking black SUV visits and whisked away in the night kind of crap. <laughs> Perhaps. Yeah, 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 yeah. Gotta say, though, I'm fascinated by what they're planning to do with it. You know what I mean? Well, I don't know, man. I'd be looking for some place to dump it. Like, maybe Antelope Valley. Or also Reseda. Hell, I'm just tempted to let them finish the thing and see what they plan to do. You know? I mean, it's cool looking. It's got the big glass dome and those spike things coming out of the sides. I mean, really, it, it appeals to my design sensibility, really. Seriously. Whatever, man. It's your brain wiping. Just saying. They got big ears and even bigger eyes these days. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They, they do. They do indeed. You know what might be fun, though? When they get the thing done, maybe to take it into the studio here and check it out. You know, kind of a 
investigative reporting thing, don't you think? Yeah, well, give me a heads up on that show, because I'll need to be in San Bernardino or someplace. The following preview has been approved for all audiences. Rage has a new face. Twisted and misshapen. A face masking a deeper anger, a darker hate. A hate that is enormously large and massive in its colossally huge and gigantic bigness. Yes, rage has a new face. Wait, what? That doesn't make sense. Yes, it does. No, it doesn't. A hate that is enormously large and massive in its colossally huge and gigantic bigness? What? (laughs) That's just stupid. You're stupid. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. And your hair is stupid, too. No, it's not. That... You... This whole thing... I... I'm telling Mom. I just can't stand working with amateurs. I don't know what... Yes, Rage has a new face. Timo's World. I love a good movie. Do you like movies? If you're referring to film, then yes. Teenagers and Democrats go to movies, my dear. But to answer your question, I do partake in the occasional film, although I find current fare rather ordinary, in as much as I don't feel current filmmakers have Really anything interesting to say, which I suppose is to be expected given the climate of so-called popular culture, with its alarmingly abbreviated attention span and apparent need for the most base gratifications disguised as art or music or film. And as a former thespian myself, yes, I have trod the boards. I admit that my expectations of good cinema is more elevated than the average person, such as yourself, who likely... And now, dear friends, it's audience participation time. Right. Friends, if there is a don't be that guy or don't be that chick situation you have encountered and would like to see transformed into one of these bizarre little niblets on this very program right here, then by all means, please send your ideas along. It doesn't have to be a written script or anything, just a description of somebody or whatever. If that particular piece is selected and we do something with it, we will send you a fuse box emblazoned item from the almost now totally nearly and yes, but also completed fuse box store for your participation. And our undying thanks and thunderous gloved applause right here. Seriously, send it along. 
And if we choose it, we'll do something fun with it and, uh, and make big noise about it. Send you something along the line of, uh, who knows, autographed Japanese pocket squirrel. I don't know, something. But it'll all be coming from that there portal. And uh, Mr. Milt, if you would please inform our gentle listeners where to send that. You bet. That's uh, Fusebox at FuseAudioDesign.com. That's Fusebox at FuseAudioDesign.com. Indeed. And uh, we've been working on those, like, uh, little tie-in things to support the show here for a little while. And uh, the portal is almost ready. We'll have that up soon, and uh, you will be the first to know. And speaking of nifty tie-ins, the ONSA guide is out and rapidly ascending the charts, evidently on uh, Amazon.com. For those not familiar with this, and I can't imagine who you would be, but if you're not, our fearless leader here, Frank Edward Nora, he of the Overnightscape and Overnightscape Underground fame, um, and took it upon himself to fastidiously, and please underline that, fastidiously catalog and in minute detail list all of the programs that he and those of us here on the channel have contributed since its inception some nearly 13 years ago. And that would predate the whole podcasting thing by a good two years. That's right. But in this clever volume is every show by every host who has ever uttered a single audio noise in all those years and is damn sharp too. Available right now on Amazon.com for a, what, a paltry eight bucks. Seriously, there's never been such a tome created to document anything like this phenomenon to date, so it's well worth adding to your library, I would say. I would also say, do it now. See, that's what they call a CTA in the biz, you know what I mean? Yeah, buddy. Snooze, you lose. Indeed you do. So, I wanted to play this short bit here. This is uh, another from the selection of um, spoken word pieces called Twisted Epiphanies. We've been featuring these throughout past programs. This one here is from frequent contributor Lawrence Overmeyer. Uh, Lawrence and his wife Nancy McDonald can be heard on a couple of previous shows, numbers six and seven, called, <laughs> well, oddly enough, Twisted Epiphanies. Talking about working in this and uh, other mediums and world awakening and all kinds of interesting stuff. But this little gem is called Of Ants and Men and is read here by Jeff Pollard. Of Ants and Men. The ant climbed up the hill in his suit and tie, raining boulders down on the competition. And when he got to the top, he planted his briefcase in the sand and declared, I came, I saw, I conquered. Just then a foot came by and squashed him to a pulp. It's Timo's World! Timo 
is making his first visit to the DMV to renew his tags. is next, sir. You have to take a number, sir. Next!
Number 74. Number 74 is next, please. Number 74. And as the clanging bell of chaos uh, echoes into obscurity, that will conclude this edition of Fusebox, and I have been your host, Mark Rose, and assisting me in vocal atrocities were the highly capable talents of uh, Jeff Pollard and Tara Timothy, and engineering by the always affable Milt Keynes. So thanks once again for pushing play on this installment of Fusebox and uh, more fun and excitement coming your way next time. So, until our next cartoon. <laughs> <laughs>